Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by Ethan Barbie, one of the co-founders of Barrel Culture down in Raleigh, North Carolina. We were just talking hockey for a little bit, but now we're going to talk about beer and uh, your awesome festival that's coming up. So thanks for joining me, Ethan. Oh, cheers, man. Thanks for having me. And it's it's actually Durham, but I don't want to... Oh, Durham Raleigh. We do have a Raleigh tap room, but we are we're a Durham based brewery. So I don't okay. want to like sorry, sorry. I don't want to ruffle, <laughs> ruffle any Durham feathers right out of the gate, you know. Is that like a is that one of those like big rivalries because of common mixing up and stuff? Uh it's not it like, with all the rivalries that there are in this kind of whole area here in the triangle. I think there's obviously a, like a Durham Raleigh thing. It's not that big of a no. It's not, oh, okay. It's not like a Duke UNC thing where like Chapel Hill and Durham. It's like two different sects of people that are like no. Um, well, it's just probably annoying when us Yankees screw up um, which one in the area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. Uh, it's, it's we're barely um, in Durham. Yeah. Um, so I think we should probably just start out um, talking about the Invitational because the tickets go on sale very soon and people will not have a long time to decide if they want to go because it sells out pretty quickly, right? Uh, you know, that's the hope. Yeah, we're, we're pretty optimistic about that. Tickets go on sale this week. Last year we put them on sale and we sold out the day they went on sale. So we're, we actually added more tickets this year because we wanted to be able to accommodate more people. We've got a little more room, but yeah, we're, uh, we're hoping to move them really quick and, and, and get as many people in there as we possibly can. We're really looking forward to it. We got a great event coming up in October and we're, we're pretty pumped about the lineup and everything we've got planned for it. Oh, you know what though? I forgot to tell you, you are the first guest on the award-winning uncapped podcast well yeah <laughs> thank you last week i won the um a gold crushy for best beer related podcast at the craft beer marketing awards so I've, the trophy after, is awesome isn't it like that that's it is so I, cool i saw it at cbc this year in denver and i was like oh i want one of those it's such a cool trophy yeah. congratulations Really cool. Well, you guys should definitely enter. There's so many categories that Tyler's work would absolutely be a contender to win. Yeah, we've we've looked at it and talked about doing it, and we'll definitely have to get involved next year for sure. I, I want one of those really cool trophies. It's almost cooler than the medals at GABC, but I mean, I, it's a medal at GABC. Probably, yeah. <laughs> those, almost, those two definitely. Yeah. <laughs> almost what is it, metal? the trophy is really cool well, yeah there there was like twofold for me to enter one i really wanted to be able to refer to uncapped as an award-winning podcast and then two i want that trophy it's freaking phenomenal <laughs> well now you got both congratulations yeah it's awesome thank thank you very much um so enough enough of me patting myself on the back um <laughs> let's uh let's dive into the details of the barrel culture invitational when does it take place uh it'll be october 15th um we're going same time frame last year around middle of october we're noon to five again um i we didn't do a v we're not doing a vip there's just one ticket to purchase where everybody gets five hours and we want everybody to feel like it's a vip experience for everybody and you get the same access to the same beers and the same amount of time basically as, well, as everybody. I think in the way you have everything laid out, um, at least it never felt crowded and there really weren't, there were really weren't any lines to where you had to wait to get beer. Like it, it was spread out enough and you have enough breweries there that so like normally i'm a huge advocate for vip hour because once there's general admission it's miserable uh but it never 
hit that point at the Invitational, at least not last year. I think we're lucky enough that we have such a large space that we can spread around and, and do some things to kind of alleviate that congestion. And this year, even more, we're, we're adding another level to our parking lot that we're going to be able to use this year that's going to allow us to add, to add even more people. And that was part of the, you know, part of the idea of adding more tickets was we wanted to keep that same feel, but we just wanted to, you know, we felt like there was room for us to grow a little bit because of what you just said. It, it didn't ever feel like it was ever too crowded at one spot or you were waiting too long for a beer or anything like that. And I feel like we, you know, we've got an opportunity to get more people in there. And that's what we want to do. Yeah. We want to get as many people in there drinking the amazing beer from the amazing breweries that we have coming, you know? Yeah, I would say even even without adding space and adding additional breweries, you could have, if you wanted to be greedy, have just added more people in last year. But so with adding the extra space and extra breweries, like it, you it, you would have been doing a huge disservice to yourself and the community if you hadn't opened up more tickets. Yeah, I think that's kind of how we felt. We you know actually we just kind of got the news pretty recently that we're going to be able to use that upper part of the lot. So it's, we were already going to try to add a few more people this year anyway, but it's, it's kind of really helps out with that and allows us to keep that fill and that spread around. And, and now it's really just about design and how we are going to lay everything out. Um, I don't know if you remember last year, we had a, um, a pizza food truck that was there doing food and they're awesome. They, uh, I've started a brick and mortar now and they've moved their pizza oven indoors and they're killing it, doing great stuff. But if you remember their rig, it was like a giant truck and a giant trailer. And it took yeah. up, I would say it took up 30 to 40% of the entire parking lot. And so like, we're, we're yeah, excited. It definitely kind of, took up a huge footprint. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was one big, big thing. We were kind of like right out of the gate. Like, well, we can, alleviate this and add more space in, th in that spot right there. So we're excited about getting a little bit bigger and still trying to keep that same vibe and that same feel of like you can, I mean, more people, more breweries too. Though. That helps to having the extra breweries as well because it, it all kind of balances itself out. What was the sandwich place that was there? Um, Wasn't Or am it, I thinking of a different place? There was a so Lawrence Barbecue was there and they did those pepper jelly smash burgers. Yes, that actually that's what I'm thinking about. Are they going to be back? Uh, I don't know yet. We haven't finalized all the food. Uh, and again, they're uh, they're a super busy. They're a small business like us and a super busy. Yeah, you know, hard working business that it's you know for them they had to grind it out and figure out a way to get somebody out there for that last time. So I think you know we're. Looking at all options right now for food, like I said, we've got some details we still need to, to lock in, but, you know, we've got the beer locked in, and that's kind of first and foremost in, in this situation. For us, the most important thing. Yeah, I think for the most part, everyone's there for the beer. All the other yeah. stuff is just nice to have. And yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I think it's very important these things. Those um, those smash burgers were amazing. <laughs> yeah, they made really good food there. They're they're doing really cool things. The will the disc golf course be open? Uh you know it's hard to say on that one. We've you know that's a situation where we we've had to stall on that a little bit as we've. Oh, okay, that did, that did, isn't finished. Yeah, it's not. We it's it's kind of a renegotiation with our landlord and, and the uh, landowners next door, and that you know we're working on getting that all ironed out. And it's you know it's one of those things. If we can get that done in the next couple of months, it should definitely be a you know a thing that we can have. Hopefully, as you know, the goal is to have. Well, the goal is to have it done by Memorial Day this year, uh, and it's yeah. just probably it's probably not going to get done by then. But I do think there's an opportunity for us to get that done in the next four or five months. Landowners love to renegotiate things, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things I think like you agreed in principle and then it was like a hmm. I think Wait, I, could I could get, get more. more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 
uh, we, we're, you know, our goal is to get that all figured out, and worked out, because it's still something and a plan that we're very much excited about and want to get going. And it it it's it's a sport that the popularity just seems to keep growing and growing. And you know, I have not gotten into it at all, but it's yeah. like peripherally, it seems very, very popular. It really is because it's, it's such an easy thing that like basically anybody can do, you know, and you have all of these courses, like at least around here, we've got a million public courses that are free to play. And so, you know, you need you get three discs, you can go to play it against sports and grab three discs for under 20 bucks and you're playing disc golf. You know what I mean? You're, you can go out yeah. to a free course and walk it and get some exercise and, and have some fun. I, you know, I've kind of picked it up a lot this year. I'm, you know, Tyler, who does, you mentioned him earlier, Tyler White does all of our social media, all of our artwork and labels. And he's the, the head man for the festival as well. He, you know, he kind of puts everything together and the branding and everything he's a, he's a really good player. He actually has like a nine hole course in his backyard. That's dedication. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like a, it's like a full, it's, it's not a putting course. He's got a couple acres back there and it's, it's very nice, but it's a lot of work too. So that's something we know that like once we do with the putting thing, it's still going to take a lot of work to maintain and keep it going. But I think you're right. I think the market for that is just, there's so many people playing now and it just keeps getting more and more. And so you add that into like, Oh, now I'm at a brewery. It's like things that go hand in hand. Like it feels like this often craft beer or our neighbors to some extent in, in this world. So, uh, you know, we're excited about the possibilities of it. I bet you that I could prove you wrong on your statement that anyone can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't say anybody could do it good. Oh, okay. I'm good. not good. I, I can hit trees <laughs> all day with discs. Like <laughs> I'm really good at that. Like I'm, here's a tree. I'll hit it. Uh, it's but okay. yeah, no, it's, yeah, I, I didn't say anybody could do it well. Okay. Cause I could definitely prove that statement wrong, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Um let's take a real quick sponsor break and why don't we talk maybe a little bit about the lineup of breweries that you have coming when we get back uncapped is brought to you by one of frederick's original maryland craft beer destinations located off of urbana pike featuring a warm inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap open seven days a week our friends at roast house pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch happy hour specials delicious dinners and specialty desserts Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. All right, so let's talk about some of the amazing breweries we have that you have coming um and one thing it's awesome too like not only do you own a brewery like you are legitimately like a craft beer junkie too like seeking out the best beers in the country so like the you must love making these lists of breweries that you want to have come and pour Um, at the festival it's honestly the most fun part like and it's the most gratifying part too when you reach out to these people and you and you have these breweries that you admire and you think make great beer they come back and they're like, yeah, I'd love to come hang out with you guys and pour beer at your place. Like that's, it's such a gratifying feeling in, you know, doing what we're doing, you know, and you're right. We're, me and my wife are both pretty, Caroline's, we're both pretty big beer junkies. We actually took the weekend off this past weekend and went to a beer release anniversary. So (laughs) yeah. yeah, And spent the weekend in, in Richmond drinking beer. So like, it's nice it's what we do. We like it and we love it. And that's why we're, we're in the business. Yeah. We're really excited about the lineup this year. We've got some, some of the, you know, some of the favorites from, 
the last last event, you know, we've got Mortalis coming back, and those guys are super super awesome, and they make really cool stuff, and they show out for festivals. If you guys remember, they brought out magnums and all this extra stuff, yeah. and they really they really come out for festivals and do a, a phenomenal job. And uh, on top of that, we you know a lot of the you know the guys, some of our really good friends, are getting all of our friends back together. It's the fun part. Are there? Uh, have you had many? breweries have committed that the like representatives from the breweries will be there or is that still uh, um up in the air of people locking in um you know we actually haven't we haven't sent out that form yet the okay. you know, who's coming or whatever uh you know last year i think we were somewhere in the like 70 70 plus percent yeah it was a lot of a lot of the breweries had people there yeah and so you know look we we understand traveling's hard and you get busy schedules and, and we'd still want to pour your beer either way, but it's, it's always really exciting when people get to come in and, and cause that's part of the whole thing, the networking part of it and getting those two or three days of interacting with all these other breweries and making connections and building relationships is a big part of this whole festival scene. So, yeah. you know, we really encourage people to send representation and send people out because I think it's a great event from a networking standpoint for the breweries that are attending. Oh, that's cool. Dream state will be there. That's uh yeah, we're excited. The, Will's, Will's such a good dude. And uh, like, we're excited to have him up to this year. That's another new one for this year. Um, we're working on some logger stuff. Uh, I, I will drop one of those at uh, good word uh, signed on. They're going to be coming in now. So we're going to have like a, a whole logger section. Awesome. Uh, yeah, good word is so good. Yeah. Like, it sounds really stupid saying that, that, but <laughs> the but yeah, they they were I had their beer for the first time at uh Kushwa's anniversary party. Um and I was blown away, away by how good it was. Yeah, and just the short conversations I had with Todd there too, like I, I learned stuff that somehow I'd never heard in the in the decade or so that I've been covering craft beer. Yeah, I, Tyler's a big. He's the loggerhead out of our group. He is the big. He's the crispy boy, as they would call him. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, he gets really excited for like the shillings and the good words and you know, all, all these guys making really great craft lager. And, and you know, I'm I'm just a little hazy boy. That's all I. Yeah. That's all. You, I'm really, you don't want to be able to see through your beer. No, I need <laughs> opaque. Yeah. <laughs> or filled with fruit. <laughs> yeah, that too. You know, the fruit thing. You know, we've got a lot of fruit breweries this year. Uh, really, you know that again. That's another one. You know, we've got a bunch of uh, Wiley Roots is going to be coming in from Greeley, and their fruit and stuff has been really, really cool. And you know. 450 is back. Uh, Drecker's back. Rar's back. Burley Oak's back. Urban South's back. So like we've got we've got the fruit thing covered. And, you know yeah. we've got something pretty exciting planned that I'm actually not. I, I won't quite reveal that. We'll reveal that as it gets closer. But we've got something really exciting planned for the the fruit beer, like a special side attraction. And I'll leave it nice. at that. It's 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 gonna be really cool. Or something and we hadn't I hadn't seen the festival yet. So. Uh, local in local to my home base, uh, four score will be there. Uh, yeah, I, I should have mentioned Ben there. I'm sorry. We're talking about fruit of beer because he's, he's definitely making fruit of beer. He's a, he's a fruit boy. Creative. Yeah, he definitely is. You know, the, I had a triple IPA from uh, him that he, when he came and visited a while back and dropped off. I think it was a phantasm maybe. And it was, oh yeah, yeah. Fantastic. His, the phantasm one was a triple. It was so good. So I, I don't want to pigeonhole him just into fruit beer because he made a really good IPA that I like too. So, well, and you need to say, have since uh, Tyler's probably doing all that communication with getting the beer set up and stuff. Right? Tell Tyler to make sure that he has Ben bring some loggers then too, because for as much as Fourscore is known for their fruit beer, Ben makes amazing crispy boys. They're, I, I said, I think their whole portfolio has been pretty good that I've had. He's doing really cool stuff all the way around. 
And then you have Imprint, the other all-star of uh, fruit smoothies. Yeah. There's another newcomer this year. We're excited to have Imprint in this year. They have some it's, – it's cool because their owner has some local ties here already. So it's kind oh, of – cool. They're probably excited to get to come back here and pour from, have some family around and, and do that. So it's – you know, it's it's – such a long list at this point. Like it's hard for me to like just straight off the top and remember everybody, but I, you know, we're, we are going to be pretty fruit heavy. I will say that it's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, froth is new for this year, right? Were, were they there yeah. last year? I uh, don't know. Froth okay. is another new one. And that's, uh, again, I'll go to Tyler. I'll, 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 I'll shout Tyler out on this one. He does such a great job of staying connected with kind of what's going on in craft beer and finding out, you know, about because sometimes you can get in your little bubble and you just you yeah. got your head down and you're going. And he does such a great job of like reaching out to up and coming breweries and newer places, places that are you know maybe other people haven't heard of as much, and at least in our area, and and tries to bring light on that. And I think that's it's one of his real strengths is he's able to really kind of navigate around. And I think a lot of that for him is probably research too because he's just constantly looking at how everybody is presenting their product from a marketing standpoint, from a social media standpoint, from a packaging standpoint. So, uh, but yeah, Tyler, you know, he was like, we got to have froth. We got to have froth. So we're excited. That's a new one for this year that we're really pumped about. Nice. And uh, pontoon is new for this year too, right? I don't remember. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, that one's really cool. The, uh, you know, I don't know if you've had any of their, uh, their stouts, the brownie batter stout. They, they host an event called Brownie Bash every year. That's really cool. And uh, we got up with them in Miami in January, and I think we just kind of hit it off a little bit. And so, we we're you know, we're, we're super excited. We're going to be pouring at Brownie Bash this year, and then they're going to be pouring at the Invitational. So it's kind of one of those – as I said, one of those things when you go to one of these festivals and events, like one of those cool networking things that can yeah. get you, you know. Yeah, but their scout game is is really strong. I I, I want to say when at that event I came back and I told people I think it was maybe my favorite stout that I had the entire time I was there was a brownie stout from those guys. The I unfortunately made the bad decision to not go to um, Miami two weeks ago. Yeah, you told and, me that. Yeah. And you, uh, you, along with everyone else I know, told me how amazing it was. Um, and you said that you had uh, taken away some things from that festival that you really wanted to implement at the Invitational because of how well run that one was. What what types of things w- were you really impressed by? I think their hospitality um, it's phenomenal. I, you know, I think, you know, I'm really proud of what we do. I think we do a great job of being hospitable and making like of, of making it a great experience for not only the people that are coming to the festival to drink at the festival, but for the breweries and their attendees that are coming to, you know, hang out for the weekend and meet all these people. I just, you know, I think that's, again, it's on top of the networking. When you go to these events, it's like, it's really cool to see what other people are doing and then be like, Oh, that's a really cool thing. And I, I think we could kind of implement that in some way. And, and for that one, I just think their hospitality, all their events are just so creative and thoughtful and, and, and they always just take care of people so well. And, you know, that's what we want to aspire to do as well. So, you know, I don't, I don't think we're taking, it's October. I don't, we don't have a professional baseball team. So I don't think we're taking anybody to Marlins. <laughs> uh, you know, we've got some tricks up our sleeves too, and we're we're excited about kind of putting that experience together for the brewers. Awesome. Um, all right, let's take a uh, another real quick sponsor break, and then we get back. Um, maybe if there are any details we left out. Uh, one, I don't think we've said when tickets are going on sale yet, so we should yeah. cover that. Um, and then any other kind of. Um, things happening at the festival that you want to talk about so we will be right back i buy my beer at district east in downtown frederick maryland they have an amazing selection of local and hard to find beers and i love the option of making my own mix and match custom six-pack district east is on northeast street in frederick in the same shopping center as showroom restaurant and rockwell brewery most weeks they have over 950 beers in stock check out this week's selection at www 
www.districteastbeer.com. Are you planning on having custom glassware made for your business? Glassware availability for 2022 has already reached capacity, and it looks like costs will predictably rise this year. Don't worry, ACS Brand My Beverage has you covered with over 6 million units of the most popular glass styles exclusively in their inventory to meet your branded glassware needs right now. Lock in today's lower prices and take immediate delivery, or ACS will store your product for you until you're ready. Email sales at brandmybeverage.com or visit brandmybeverage.com to reserve your glassware. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. All right. Uh, First off, when do tickets go on sale? Tickets are going on sale uh, to the public on Thursday, uh, the 5th of May at 11 a.m. And uh, the link for that will be in our bio. And uh, we go through Universe and... We're excited about Thursday. It's always a really, really fun day. You know, it's a fun day for for us because you know you get the fruits of that labor of putting everything together and like seeing oh people really want to come out for this. So, um, and if I have my act together, that's two days from now or no, three days from I don't know. It's possibly Tuesday that this is being released, but yeah, uh, hopefully. hopefully you've listened to this early enough and you did not miss out on buying tickets because they do go quickly because it's an awesome event and there i i'm i don't know if you track or even if you have a way of tracking um there's probably a lot of return people um you know we hope so this is so this will this will be our third year of doing it and our first year was through well we skipped a year because of covid yeah and then we came back in our, our first year, you know, we didn't, if I'm being straight honest, we didn't sell out of tickets. And I think we were, well, I think we were 60 or 70 tickets short of what our goal was, but we plugged on and I think we put on a really good festival. And I think that played a part in what happened two years later with the sellout and everything. And, you know, we're hoping to just keep building on that. And I, I do think we'll have return people. I think people came out, especially people in this area, because the triangle hasn't put a lot of events out like that over the last five to six years. There's just not a ton of these festivals that are bringing in beer from all over the country and, and really focusing on that. And I think we'll get a lot of people back that came from last year. We really hope so. We hope we did a good enough job and people enjoyed yeah. it. Enough. Hey, I want to spend another day in October with these guys. Well, I mean, you've definitely you've curated an awesome enough lineup of breweries from all over the country, and a lot of ones that, unless someone's a beer trader, they're not going to be getting in your area. So, even, but as we were saying earlier, there were a ton of people that drove all the way from my area in Maryland down to go to it. I will say what's really cool about that. You said it's it's it was beer that people couldn't get in the area and i think one of the really cool things about this is that it's not just the festival and you you see it over the next six months to a year is that people are now because they are coming to the festival they're licensed in the state of north carolina and as so you get a lot of people doing drops in north carolina so actually okay you know it's really cool to see like all these breweries come in and, and drop a bunch of beer and see their actual product in the market because they have a reason to, you know, they have a reason to be licensed in North Carolina. And so, you know, we saw it with, you know, uh, 450 North and Mortalis and vitamin C's in the state. Now they just did a drop and you're seeing all these really cool breweries that are, you know, and I don't know, maybe they would have ended up here anyway, but, you know, I like, like to think that like, you know, play a small little part in that by yeah. getting them into the state in the first place. Well, in in North Carolina, there's really only like one other festival like this that takes place, right? 
Or are uh, there more? You know, there's a few. So, you know, okay. uh, Burial, they've been, they've been doing Burn Pile for a long time, and it's a, a really great festival out in Nashville. Uh, Heist did a really cool festival last year in um, the end of October. I believe they're going to be doing it again. Yeah, Heist yeah. is who uh, I was thinking about. Resident Culture has done a couple of uh, a couple of events like that, and you know, I I think what's what's cool about it, in like what we're trying to focus a little bit on, and, and you'll I talk about this a little bit coming up at the end of the month because I do want to promote it a little bit, is the micro events that we're able to build out of these relationships. So like uh, May, let me get the date right because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> it's Memorial it's Memorial Day weekend, May 28th. We're hosting a hops and vinyl festival. It's it's a non-ticketed event. Like it's just come out. We've got a DJ that's gonna be spinning vinyl all day. We've got kegs from Other Half, Vitamin C, Dancing Gnome, Cerebral. Uh, we've got a big collab with New Anthem that we just brewed that's gonna be released on that day. And we're just gonna have some really cool IPAs on, but you know, that's because we've, you know, had these relationships and I I don't know why I didn't mention that earlier is that that's one of the ones we were most excited about adding to the festival list this year as well. <laughs> that's going to be in attendance in October and we're super pumped about that. But before that, they will be on May 28th. Then in the month, uh, we'll be pouring uh, some of their beer in our tap room for whoever wants to come out and check that out. Nice. And that, yeah, that's one of the cool things is is it anywhere in North Carolina can do that? Or is it just that the license that you have that you can serve? So if you're registered in the state, as long as you come in through a distributor, you can serve it anywhere. I mean, we're, you know, uh, I think for those things, it requires a little bit of finesse to get those kegs, but it's still, you know, we do it all the right way and, and go through the distributors and do it legally. So uh, yeah, you can pretty much pour it anywhere. Once you get it. That's really cool. Distributor can get it to you. Yeah. Yeah, the I, that definitely is not allowed in Maryland. <laughs> Can't have dogs in in tap rooms in Maryland either. Um, or is that Maryland? No, you can in Maryland. There's oh, definitely if they have food, it's food. It's all food. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't think that's anywhere. I don't think if you have food, you can have dogs in there in North Carolina either. So I, I don't think that's it. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of the places in Maryland that have food if they allow dogs or not. Like I'm not, I'm not sure if like Kushwa has food inside, but I don't know if you can take a dog there or not. Huh? That, I mean, that would definitely be a differentiator that makes sense. Yeah, I think Burley Oak has food, and they don't do dogs. And the same, same at Rar. I don't think they do because they, they're like in a square, a town yeah. square. So it's like a, a nice, proper indoor place. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's a that's also a small enough place that like the last thing you'd want is someone bringing in some huge dog taking up the space yeah. of a couple people <laughs> oh yeah i know i've got two of them so do you so do you like um to attend these types of festivals or to throw your own better well I I much prefer to attend. No, I'm, yeah. no, it's, <laughs> I, honestly, I figured it's, that was the answer. But it's just so different. They're both so different. Uh, it's because when you attend it, you're just like it's like adult spring break. You're just drinking and having a good time all weekend. And generally, you're being like bussed around or moved place to place. And you don't really have yeah. a lot of responsibility other than just showing up. And I, I when we hosted it, it's it's a lot of fun. But like I, you know, I. I don't drink near as much. It's, yeah. you know, you're, you're more focused and generally I'll like, you know, we, again, a small team. So we all divide up all the work and one of us will be driving shuttle buses for, you know, a day or two. And, you know, you just kind of, it's more work than it is play, but it's still fun. It's still really yeah. fun to have these people in your facility and your town and get to show them kind of what you're all about and what your, your city is all about. So it's, it's 50-50 for me. It's, I'm not going to say I like one yeah. more than the other. The, um, the, and the, the sense of satisfaction after you've successfully thrown it and seen everyone have such a good time has got to be a great feeling, too. Yeah, it really is. It's really, really nice. Once you, you know, it's all stress up until I would say the doors open, but it's actually generally once you get about three quarters of the way through it, that's kind of, <laughs> for me at least, that's when they kind of like, okay, this is, we're going to pull this off. We are, 
We have one hour left. And we've done. <laughs> it's all just sailing through at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how actually I'm not going to ask you cause there's a long list, but you do have more breweries that you will be announcing over the next couple, couple coming days, right? How many, yeah. how many more do you have left to announce? Do you I know may that? Set a couple of those in there, but we definitely okay. have uh, four or five more that are going to be announced uh, as we lead up to Thursday. So we've got a couple of the, a uh, couple of what I'd consider heavy hitters that we're going to be able to kind of, drop here at the very end so we're we're pretty excited about that and you know i i think even without these last four or five brews i feel like we you know the lineup is, is super super strong i think we've just been able to kind of put it over the top here i absolutely i mean it's a it's definitely an amazing list and several that i've never had before that i think are exciting to try and it's just it's awesome for like places like dream state that i mean like you know the beer is going to be great that will has a long history of being involved with amazing breweries there's no way dream state isn't going to have amazing beer so the opportunities to try dream state before they have their physical location is uh, awesome yeah, and you know we're excited about again. We're super excited about having Will up this year in Dream State, and uh, he's such a good dude, such a nice guy. So it's, it's it'll be fun to get to show him the North Carolina experience too. Um, so I think have, have we covered everything invitational at this point? I think so. All right, let's. Uh, what else does Barrel Culture have going on right now? Uh, you know we're headed into the summer. We're as busy as we've been, we, uh, we've got a big release coming up this week on Cinco de Mayo. On the same day the tickets go on sale, we did a collab with Jewel out in Knoxville, a Mexican lager that's called Futuro Poppies. And it'll be out, uh, it'll be out on Thursday for Cinco de Mayo. We've got, uh, we're going to serve those with the ashtray style. So like with the, all the salts and whatever that you would serve like a Mexican lager with. So we're pretty excited. We're pretty excited about that. We've got the hops event at the end of the month. We've got a lager event in June. Um, and just, you know, constantly looking for fun things to do. And, and I was talking to, it's, it's funny, like, uh, beer is so crazy, right? Like from what beer was a decade ago to what beer is now and like how, what, what space we live in. I was talking to on and, uh, Richmond this weekend and it's kind of like you started kind of this whole thing with the crazy stout fruit like you kind of started this whole thing yeah. and now it's like the norm and like what everybody does and it like started all- beer in air quotes <laughs> yeah, and, and seriously but it's like now we all just kind of live on this like edge to where we're constantly pushing 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 trying to like come up with the coolest things and so that's Another thing going back to the festival that's super, super fun about that is because you get all these different people that are trying different crazy things and you hear some of the nuttiest things that you've ever heard of being put into beers and stuff. And but like things that work and like it's it's fun. It's it's really fun to like be so playful with beer yet also, you know, take it seriously. The beer ice cream. The, yeah. Oh. <laughs> all the Oh yeah, we've got uh We've got an ice cream series out that's really good right now, and I'm, I'm super pumped about that. I, you know, we got our ice cream machine in September or October of last year, so we haven't really gotten a full summer out of it, so I'm pretty excited. And we've got some big plans with uh, what we're going to do with ice cream and slushy and maybe combined, maybe a little Rita's style moving forward. Oh. Like, uh, we've, got, we've got some tricks up the sleeve still, too, so <laughs> we're, we're pretty excited about the summer coming up. We get a lot of – opportunities to play a little bit are you still doing a lot of the mixed fermentation stuff yeah we still we're still you know we're still running through our barrel program right now we uh, you know we're doing we're keeping our tanks full and we're you know we we've scaled down a little bit on uh, mixed firm production but we're still putting out bottles and still you know making sour beer that's kind of the you know, we started this thing on and, you know, we're going to continue to do it as long as we possibly can. I mean, I know that everything shifts in this thing. Like people are, you got to make IPAs, you have to make 
this, this, and this. And I don't know how high mixed firm is on the list of the things that you're supposed to like yeah. make to make money, but it's, it's something that we're passionate about and we care about a lot. And, you know, Zach yeah, I, or I think a, really a lot job. of people will argue that it's not done to make money. It's just done because you want to. <laughs> it's the, no, like it's, the there, mixed firm part of it. <laughs> there is an argument for that. I yeah. would agree. <laughs> Um, so what, what's the logger event? Um, I don't have all the details on that now. We're kind of in the process of it's, it's going to be very similar to the hops and vinyl thing where we're going to reach out to some people and see if we can get a few kegs or cases of, of cans or whatever. And we'll do like a, we'll pair it with something, whether it be food or music or something, and just have a Saturday event where people can come out and try some really cool loggers from again, from around the country and, people that are showcase other breweries that are making really cool stuff too. Nice. Um, then we'll do an Oktoberfest in September. That's already on the calendar too. We did one last year and it was super, super successful. And we were really happy with how it turned out. So like, we're going to, we're going to run that one back and uh, we're pretty excited about that too. So you're saying you, you just don't do anything. No, we're, we're <laughs> also traveling a lot this summer. You know, we're going to be at a lot of different places where, you know, festivals and different beer, beer events. We're, we're excited to participate in those ones we've been invited to do. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun summer. Which ones um, will you be going to coming up? Um, okay. So we're going to Mortalis's event on 4th of July weekend. We're going to be going to free the wells as well. It's the same weekend. So somebody's going to uh, Miami and somebody's going to, uh, upstate New York. Uh, it's probably not me going to Miami because I've been twice this year and (laughs) let someone else enjoy that trip. Somebody else enjoy it. So, but yeah, we're, we've got those coming up. We've got, um, 450 North uh, Corn Maze mm. Festival. Nice. We're going to be participating in that. Jules Festival. We've got uh, Kill the Lights. We're going to be participating in that as well. Um, there's pot, Brownie Bash. There's more. The The brain just can only yeah. it can only roll it back. So there, are, there are yep. so many this year. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like every weekend. It, I, I don't know how some of you guys survive. Like oh, it's yeah. just every weekend there's something to go to I, I say that to frank at deciduous every time i see him i was like you you do every one of these you're just like <laughs> you, you know, it's it's fun though like i get it like it's a it's a fun way to spend the weekend like you yeah. get to go to a new town and get taken care of pretty much for three days and then come home and it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to all the stuff we get to do this summer. And then looking again, looking forward to October 15th when we get the opportunity to show that hosp- hospitality to everybody else. Once again, those tickets go on sale Thursday, the 5th of May, 11 o'clock um, a.m. 11 a.m. And they will Eastern. sell out quickly Eastern time. Um, so, the, when I had you on last time, I asked you some random questions. So I'm going to try to remember which one of these you answered and which ones I've added since then. Okay. Um, so if I, if I ask you one you've already answered, I am just either I'll try humor to answer the exact same way. Or come up with come up with a new one, or just tell me I'm stupid and I already asked you. Pick either either route you want to go. Okay. Um, actually, I may not have added that many since I asked you. I'm gonna let you have another chance at answering this one correctly, although I don't remember which way you answered it. Who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate? Uh, it's a ninja because a pirate's drunk. Uh, you're, yeah, you're wrong. Um, there's, (laughs) there's a follow-up to that one. Now is Batman a ninja? Hmm. That's a good question because technically, I mean, which Batman are we talking about? Cause I feel like Christian Bell Batman is probably a ninja. Yeah. I don't know so much if Robert Pattinson Batman's a ninja. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow Robert Pattinson Batman. Batman is definitely not a ninja. But like, <laughs> not even a little bit. The backstory of, of the Christian Bell and the Christopher Nolan Batman is he's he's kind of a ninja. I mean, 
And I, I think that's the only way that people have made that argument. Yeah. Um, I know you answered this one, but I'll ask again. Best fast food French fries. Defend your answer. Oh, Bojangles. It's not close. Bojangles <laughs> French fries, you know. I mean, I don't – it doesn't really need defense. It's the seasoning. It's the – they're just – they're perfect every time. All right. Here I – th- I think these are the only three new ones that I didn't ask. Um, when you play Monopoly, what piece do you choose? Battleship. There's a battleship in Monopoly? I haven't played in a while. I was, huh, that's a good choice. You're the first person to answer that. Most people are like the race car. The yeah. yeah. And the top hat are, are the very common ones. What is the worst concert you have ever attended? That's a juicy question. Um, <laughs> People are going to disagree with me so much on this one. I went to a Dead and Company show this summer, and I was, I was, I couldn't have cared less. I just was like, <laughs> really fun party before in the parking lot. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of cool. Like it was, it was neat. Like, but the show, I was just like, not for me, I guess. But I know that, like I said, people are going to be like, no, he's wrong about that. There are definitely a lot of people who are going to say you're wrong on that because they love Dead and Company. Yeah. So were you a Dead fan at no, all, though? No, no. Okay, so I, I'm like, weirdly, I'm actually a John Mayer fan. I've been a John Mayer fan for a long time. So I wanted to go see him front Dead and Company. But to me, it was just like, it's, I don't know. It's a bunch of old dudes playing slow. I was kind of <laughs> like. I do remember that John Mayer was the celebrity that you would love to meet. Yeah. I'm a fan. I went and saw him in Charlotte a few weeks ago. Um, is it acceptable to use a gift card on the first date? I mean, yeah, it just, it depends on how you put it down. I mean, if somebody brings you the check, and then you've got the little book and you pull it out of your wallet and you can quietly put it in there and hand it to them. You can still tip on it. You don't have to be like, look at my gift, look at my gift card I have for this. I don't know I if I would go that. I also have a coupon. <laughs> if you can disguise it as a credit card, then sure, why not? Like, I don't <laughs> um, And, the, okay, here's one that could change. What are you watching on TV right now? Well... Ozarks is obviously just the second half of the last season just came out on third or last weekend. We were two episodes into that, but I've been watching. How good is it? Is it good? Uh, I'm only two episodes in. It's it's, it's fine. It's all very stressful all the time. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm, what I'm really digging right now is I've been watching the HBO show winning time, the rise of the Lakers. Oh, I haven't seen that. It is. uh, It's Adam McKay. Who is the you know he's a longtime writing partner with Will Ferrell and they did Funny or Die and he he also directed The Big Short and other things like and he's okay. doing he's doing this it's it's based on a book by Jeff Perlman called Showtime and it's about it starts with basically Magic Johnson getting drafted into the NBA and it follows Magic Johnson Jerry West the the coaching for the Lakers like uh, Jack McKinney Paul West said Pat Riley Adrian Brody plays Pat Riley. They've got a phenomenal cast. Uh, John C. Riley plays Jerry Buss, and he's the main character, and he's awesome in it. Uh, Jason Siegel's in it. It's, it's got a really good cast. It's a all star really cast. The kid that's playing Magic Johnson, it's unreal how much he looks like Magic Johnson. Like when they, it's they've done a really really good job. And same with Kareem. The Kareem character is really really good too. It's um, it's it's my it's my favorite show on TV right now, and I know that's been a polarizing one because some people are like, "Ooh, I don't like this at all," but I'm a big basketball fan, so it's it's one I'm, I'm Sunday night. It's it's a weekly. It's not drop all at the same time, so it's like I can mark it on Sunday at nine o'clock. I'm going to be ready to watch Winning Time. I'll have to check that out. Have you been watching Moon Knight? No, I haven't watched Moon Knight. That's one that I've heard is good, and then the other one that everybody's telling me to watch now is Severance. That is pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed okay, Severance. Really so we did watch. Uh, me and my wife watched Inventing Anna. I haven't seen that so, yet. Uh, you, you need to see it. It's very important from a meme in a TikTok standpoint okay. you, to understand some of the references that all the kids are talking about these days. I think maybe that's why there are so many reels right now that I don't know where they originate from. They're all from that. <laughs> 
or it's because I'm in my 40s. Either one. <laughs> getting old too. That's another thing. I'm just not. I don't feel as relevant anymore. When yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I have. I mean, what maybe another four or five years before I don't matter at all. <laughs> um but yeah check out moon knight episodes one through three are kind of rough like you'll definitely be confused on whether you like it or not (laughs) at least i was and several people i've talked to like they're on the fence then season four i mean episode four hits and then five blows your mind it's you know that's a lot of a lot of times with new shows like a first yeah. season of a new show can take two or three episodes to really kind of because a lot of it's character building and you know introducing things and telling a story and you can't really get to some things until you've established a base and how incredibly stupid is it that uh disney isn't releasing obi-wan kenobi on may f- the 4th and they're waiting till the end of the month. Like, they should have at least I'm waited till June so it didn't seem stupid. <laughs> I'm probably the wrong person to ask oh, you about don't, that. You don't care about Star Wars at all, I'm guessing? It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's all it right, exists. It's a, thing. it's a thing. People like it. I get it. Like, I understand. <laughs> You can take it with dead and company and (laughs) shift. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Ethan coming in with the hot takes. (laughs) Yeah. People are going to be like, this guy's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Ethan, is there anything else you want to go over? Oh, I think I'm good. Just looking forward to the festival this year. May, May the 5th. Tickets on sale at 11 a.m. Come see us at the end of the month, too, if you're if you're in the Triangle area. If you want to come down to the Hobson Vinyl Festival, I think it's going to be really cool. And we're just excited about the summer. And thank you for having us, man. We're, we're super pumped to be on your podcast uh, again. again. Congratulations about your crushy. Thank That's you. That's pretty dope. I can't wait to get Have that trophy. Have you posted a picture of your trophy yet? No, I don't, you don't get them right away. It takes oh, – they, they said it will be a few weeks before I'll get it. Oh, make sure as soon as you get it, get that that photo. Oh, I will. I already have a real plan for it too. Okay. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I highly encourage people to purchase their tickets because last year uh, it was a phenomenal festival, and I can only imagine that it'll be even better this year. So, thank you everyone for listening. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.